want merchandise from the DCTV Podcast Tee Public Store? Record yourself reading the DCTV plugs for Supergirl Radio and you'll automatically be entered into a contest to win an item of your choosing. Here's how you can do it. Record yourself reading our DCTV plugs and email it to supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you don't have a way to record yourself with a microphone or an audio recorder, you can just call us at 678-718-7252 and leave us a voicemail. The entries will be judged on creativity and substance. Make sure your interpretation of the plugs is unique and make sure you include all of the podcasts listed on dctvpodcast.com. If you're chosen as the winner, not only will you be able to select something from the Tee Public Store, you'll also be included as a regular fixture on Supergirl Radio. So, get to training, do your breathing exercises, and get to plugging those podcasts. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Benoist, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW's Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to share some feedback from listeners who uh, aimed to help us understand the existence of aliens in National City and on Earth 38, because we did have some questions, Morgan. We had a few, we had a few questions. We were, we were a little puzzled. There were, there were a couple puzzlers in there this season. <laughs> some real thinkers. <laughs> so this is relating to Amade uh, appearing on Earth 20 years previously, and he has been, t- you know, people have been taking his picture. He's been in the news. You can Getty image search him. <laughs> <laughs> so we had some questions about the timeline and when aliens came in. So we got uh, some uh, emails from listeners who wanted to help try to clarify <laughs> these things for us. We always appreciate it when listeners are like, you might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I welcome it. I welcome it. Uh, saves me some trouble. Well, uh, Morgan, do you want to get into our first email for us? Sure. So Dylan sent us an email saying, I was generally under the impression Amade was living as a human for most of his time on Earth, so that really never bothered me. Also, keep in mind, Superman first made his presence known before Kara even landed. Now, that's not 20 years ago, but it's still more than just the three uh, when Fort Ross prisoners made their mark. See, I think I had always assumed that, like, everybody knew about Superman, but he was, like, kind of a special deal. Yeah, yeah, I I would assume so. Um, well, I don't know how many other Justice Leaguers exist on Earth-38. I think we know Batman exists. Um, we, we have had a reference to Gotham, 
but I don't know how, um, but of course, Batman isn't an alien, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that we know of. That we know dun, of. Dun, dun. Uh, it's, it could, could be an Elseworlds. Uh, it, it could be, it could be a, a different take, a unique take on Bruce Wayne. Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I would have, would have assumed that Superman was one of the few aliens. Now we know Martian Manhunter's been around for a while. Um, so he is an alien who's been on Earth for a very, 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 very long time. But, uh, Amade, the idea of Amade living as a human is interesting to me. What was he famous for then? <laughs> like, I kind of, I kind of got the impression, like, he was famous for, like, his healing abilities and all of that. But, like, what if, like, Amade just was, like, had, like, a TV show? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> like, and everybody was like, oh, man, Amade from That's So Amade is an alien? <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining like an opening title sequence and like a really catchy theme song. Exactly. He's like in my in my imagination, he throws his hat up into the air like Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> That's so Amade. <laughs> now I wish that was a show that we could watch. But that's such a good point because I I don't know why was he famous if he was just living as a human and not as an alien who could heal other eight because that was his deal that he healed other aliens so he wasn't actually healing people like humans you would think that yeah exactly so you would think that if they knew that amade was an alien who healed other aliens they would be pretty aware that there were other other aliens because <laughs> otherwise like what's he what's he doing <laughs> he's like take my word for it i can heal other aliens and people are like Cool. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a really interesting thought to connect that to his history and his time on Earth, whether or not he was living his life as a as a human or living his life as an alien. Hadn't really thought about that. So um, thank you for that, Dylan. And uh, we also have an email from Leslie who writes, quote, here is an answer to the issue of whether aliens have been on Earth for 20 years and whether humans knew about the existence of aliens generally for 20 years. Kara celebrated her 13-year Earth birthday in Season 2. Since we're in Season 4, Kara has been on Earth for another one and a half to two years. Kara, therefore, has been on Earth for 14 and a half to 15 years. So this is some math. Yes. St stay with it. Uh, already you've lost me, Leslie. So I think Leslie <laughs> makes a good case for the time that Kara has been on Earth for about 14 and a half to 15 years. I think that's all we need to know at this point. So Leslie continues. Uh, she says, when Kara arrived 14 and a half to 15 years ago, her pod pulled Fort Roz down with her. We see that in the pilot. Um, the alien prisoners then all escaped. Yes, we know that. And by the time Kara had arrived on Earth, the world was aware of Superman, who, according to Kara, had arrived two dozen years before her. So that goes back to Dylan's email that... Superman had lived on Earth for a while, so at least humans knew about an alien, at least the Superman version of an alien. So Leslie goes on to say the DEO was created when Kara arrived. The original Hank Henshaw was hunting all aliens, including Sean, who had been on Earth for decades. I think he might have been on Earth for a little longer than decades. Uh, many, 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 many decades. 
Uh, McGann was also on Earth for a long time as well. So that's interesting also to point out uh, McGann's connection to Earth. Mm. So in season three's episode four, Good, Wynn said that there were several meteor strikes on Earth and he cross-checked the hospital records around the time of these strikes. These individuals turned out to be aliens. We know Julia and Sam from season three in the, uh, the whole world killer situation arrived on Earth as babies who, in season three, appear to be in their mid to late 20s. So Julia and Sam had been around for a while, too. Uh, Leslie goes on to say, other aliens had been on Earth for decades, like former President Marsden, who was a refugee from Darla. The DEO knew aliens other than Superman and the Fort Ross escapees were on Earth for about 15 years. It is unclear whether humans knew this same fact. But in season one's pilot, Wynn referenced a blog that he also wrote for that claimed there were aliens. The blog claimed that there had been a, quote, reptilian boxing match in the desert, which was a reference to Kara defeating Vartox, which was in the pilot. And Leslie finishes, in conclusion, aliens had been on Earth for more than 20 years. The DEO knew aliens were on Earth for about 15 years. The general public knew there were aliens since Superman. And lastly, individual humans and Cadmus were aware of aliens for years because they had interactions with them, unquote. It's a pretty compelling timeline. Yeah, that's that's a lot of information to digest. <laughs> but I think the, the way Leslie breaks it down uh, by who knows what and who appeared on Earth at what time, I think that that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it does. I think that like my sticking point with the whole alien thing this season, it was not so much the idea that like aliens have been around for many years. Um, it's just like the reaction, the, the anti-alien sentiment that has been a big part of this season would be something that you would think would pop off. Like when aliens started like really showing up a lot. So the idea that they've been there for like, several decades and like people knew about them enough to like you know be like Amade you know that alien who heals other aliens <laughs> and then suddenly and suddenly things have gotten so bad between humans and aliens I feel like they're they haven't really given us a compelling reason why like human alien interactions have soured to this extent uh, because it, it it almost seems like they're like you know, there's so many aliens now. It's like, but apparently there have been all along. So when did people start getting mad about it? I think the show is trying to say that because of all the alien invasions. I was about to say, is it all the invasions? Because that feels a little bit like Kara's fault. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it has all involved Kara. <laughs> At least one of them was his uh, was her boyfriend's mom. Boyfriend's mom, her aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. um, the baby who was sent... Uh, from her home planet uh, to murder the world um, and transform it into a Kryptonian-like atmosphere. I'm not saying it's Kara's fault. I'm just saying it's not not her fault. <laughs> I'm just saying she has a lot of connections to all of those <laughs> invasions. I'm just saying if you had like one of those like conspiracy theory walls, all the red strings would be pointing back to her. <laughs> Kara is ground zero. Um, yeah, so I I think it's related to the fact that there's a lot of alien invasions and people are fearful that it's going to happen again because once you get three in a row that's a it's a it's a lot it's a lot to take in they're like why every may (laughs) (laughs) but i i think that's an interesting point though because a i think if 
you know, we're talking about Superman being around for a long time, and I'm going to mention this film because I think it's appropriate and it's also one of my favorite movies. I think Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice makes a good case that when Superman appears on Earth, they would have a lot of questions. Like, they would dig into this stuff. So I think your point, Morgan, that the the anti-alien sentiment, I think, would have happened when Superman uh, came onto the scene. Yeah, that was, I think that's that's been my major sticking point with the alien timeline. Like, not the idea that they've been here all along, or some of them have been in hiding, but that the idea that, like, it seems like when Superman showed up, or like, you know, at some point in the in the past, that an, anti-alien sentiment would have arisen before now it seems like now in the show it's it's particularly bad and there doesn't seem to besides i guess besides the yearly invasions there doesn't seem (laughs) to be like a huge catalyst for it if everybody has known for like going on 20 years that aliens are like just straight chilling like they 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 apparently the alien situation is is been so intense that they have like face changers now and <laughs> at one point Aunt Lena was coming up with alien detectors so earlier in this in the series it did seem like this the presence of aliens was kind of like a new thing to people and they were freaked out about it whereas now they're like oh yeah you know Amade from that's so Amade <laughs> <laughs> well and I think that's the one uh, that's another good point is that if these aliens had been around for a long time but they were contributing to society they were doing good things Amade was a healer we uh, also met that um that friend of John's who oh I'm blanking now he was some sort of in the medical field scientific field he he was uh you know coming up with new advancements and he, you know, he was contributing to society. Um, so I think that's easier to digest for people than were an alien invasion coming over to take over your world. Um, so I, I, it's it's really weird because the the impetus for all this does seem to be the invasions. But it seems like people, if they knew Amade was an alien, they were pretty cool about it. Seemed like he was a celebrated local celebrity. So, yeah, the the different reactions to the alien existence, I guess, depends on the timeline. I don't know. I think my whole problem with this is just that it feels very, like, tail wagging the dog. Like, they worked backwards from a story that they wanted to tell, which is this, like, anti-alien, you know, storyline where people, you know, have are turning against aliens but they didn't necessarily like i think it's a a complaint we have sometimes with their uh topical storylines where they're not (laughs) working they're not work they're working backwards from the story they want to tell and they're not specifically working within their own universe sometimes so that's i think what causes the confusion for me where i'm like wait but but wait (laughs) honestly and and just putting out there i do get a little concerned sometimes when tv shows work backwards and rewrite a little bit of their continuity and they make it more complicated uh that that happened a little bit on smallville it happened on once upon a time and it makes for a frustrating viewing experience for me because you're you're trying to at least for me as a viewer i'm trying to follow along i'm trying to i'm I'm trying to be there with you show i'm trying to be there and then you do something that totally uh, changes the way I see something, it is sometimes difficult for, for me to follow. And I think they did uh, 
choose to tell this story and didn't really think about how that I don't know, maybe they did. Maybe they have a whole uh, diagram of this is when this happens. I would love to see that. Yeah, me too. It's one of those situations where I feel like reading over that email, I was like, okay, yeah, no, all that makes sense. But then I think to myself, like, did I see any of that all like on screen? I just feel like maybe for, for people like me who are like, huh? Just like a line or two of dialogue to like get us there would be would be great. Yeah, a, a lot of this timeline stuff is it, it can be very confusing, and so I appreciate Dylan and Leslie for uh, dumbing it down for us, <laughs> timelining it out for <laughs> us. Like this is exactly when this happened. Don't you remember? And I'm like, yes, of course. Now <laughs> that you mention it, I do. <laughs> it's all coming back. <laughs> so it definitely helps. I I do uh, think that there is. Still a little bit of uh, confusion about motives and things like that, but I think we we do know that aliens at least were in existence with Martian Manhunter. He may have been the first one. I don't know. But then we had Amade, then we had Superman, then we had Supergirl, at least. So that, and uh, somewhere in, in there, uh, President Marsden, because uh, it seemed like she uh, was hanging around for a long time, she at least understood, uh, you know, the government. So she must have been a student of some kind. <laughs> she went to college with Cat Grant. President Marsden watched that, like, I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. And she was like, great, love it. <laughs> D- done. That's all I need to know. <laughs> D- done and done. She skipped the part where you have to be like, you know, not an alien. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Born in the United States. She's like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) She did not watch that episode of Schoolhouse Rock. No, she was like, no, I I really like this bill and this Capitol Hill. That's all I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) So she at least stuck around long enough to go to college with Cat Grant. She she had been studying uh, the government and the way our uh, U.S. uh, country works. So... Uh, yeah, so we know that these, these characters have been around, so I, I guess, I guess we can go with it. Uh, so, uh, that's gonna do it for our deep dive into the existence of aliens on the CW Supergirl. Uh, if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio and email us more about this, if you have any more information, please let us know. You can post a comment, uh, you can comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, on Spotify, and now on Radio Public. We are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review over there. And if you need any of the links to everything that I just mentioned, because that's a lot of information, uh, you can go to supergirlradio.com and find all of the links to those things on the right side of the page. Uh, Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you also like Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, Krypton, Titans, Batwoman, and classic DC TV shows, you can subscribe to DC TV Podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow at DC TV Podcast on Twitter and like DC TV Podcast on Facebook. I feel like I got a little aggressive with Batwoman. I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. I don't know what where that came from. You were just imagining that you were in Gotham City and you needed to be a little more. I mean, it's a tough town. It's a tough town. Listen, you can't <laughs> you can't just be all willy-nilly in, in Gotham. You've got to really, uh, you know, be a little more aggressive in Gotham just to stay with them. 
Uh, well, we also have a tea public store that has uh, merchandise for all of the DC TV shows. You can get laptop cases, iPhone cases, hoodies, sweatshirts, T-shirts, uh, tote bags, onesies. You can get everything. We have a lot of cool merchandise there. And if you like the DC TV shows, you should check it out. Uh, you can go to supergirlradio.com and find a link to our T public store at the top of the page. You can also follow me on Twitter at Derby Kid and follow me on Instagram at The Derby Kid. I'm also a contributor to JLU Podcast, which you can find over at jluniverse.podomatic.com. And I am... Uh, I, I don't want to say that I'm a voice actor, but I kind of am. <laughs> uh, I do contribute to a sketch comedy podcast called The Fakest. It's really funny, really well written, really well produced and edited. So I highly recommend it so you can check out The Fakest. The Fakest is great. It's like, do you want to listen to something that is hilarious and also like real weird? <laughs> then you should check out The Fakest. I might have also provided a couple of voices uh, on The Fakest. So if you like looking for a Supergirl radio reunion that is in no way a reunion. <laughs> you could try that. <laughs> um, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. And you can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. So if you watch Legends of Tomorrow, if you've been thinking about watching Legends of Tomorrow and like want to deeply spoil yourself, <laughs> anything, really, we, we accept. All are welcome on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Well, since I don't watch the show, I am very thankful that you all uh, spoil it for me. <laughs> we keep you current. Keep me up to date on what is going on. So thank you for that. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode and our attempt to understand the continuity <laughs> on the CW Supergirl. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Lennon. And thanks to Dylan and Leslie for helping us in our time of confusion. Confusion. <laughs>